0: Welcome to episode number 219 of Starting the Conversation. I'm your host, Alice Benham, and today is day two of this little mini-series I'm doing to help set you up for 2023, where we're gonna be talking about how to set strategic goals. I'm hoping that you've already listened to yesterday's episode, which is all about helping you to cast vision and set yearly intentions, because today's episode is gonna be the next step of that process. If you haven't listened to yesterday's episode, by the way, press pause, Go and have a listen to that. Take some action steps there and then come back when you're ready for step two number two of the AB method. As a quick recap, the AB method is my approach to goal setting, which I believe works. In fact, I don't just believe it works. I know it works. It's something I've been doing within my own businesses for the last five or six years. And it's something that I have helped thousands of clients, students, and also on paper customers with in order to help them really enter the year, or in fact, enter any time period within their businesses with as much clarity and as much of a plan as possible. Now, to Today we are looking at Step 2 of the AB Method. You'll know that Step 1 because you've already listened to step one's episode, was about setting yearly intentions, which capture your long-term vision and where you want your business to be by the end of the year. Once we have that vision set, we can then look at step two, which is setting quarterly goals, which is gonna help us to achieve those intentions. Now, setting goals, I think, is the most common thing we hear about at this time of year, right? It gets the most hype, the most airtime. We all wanna set goals because goals feel like the thing that you need to do. I really believe in goal setting, I think, it massively helps to focus your action and kind of give you clarity on where your energy and time should be placed. I think it helps you to review your business in a more kind of analytical way. It helps you kind of put the blinkers on and ignore things that aren't the right fit for you. But that's only the case when we set strategic goals. I am not a believer in just setting goals for the sake of it. In fact, when I know that it's actually not the right timing for me to set goals, I won't do it. Because if it's not actually going to help me, In my business if I'm just setting goals because that person on Instagram did or it makes me feel better about myself because I've just set goals because apparently that's something you're meant to do or it gives me a short-term boost of motivation even if the goal wasn't a right fit for me. We don't want to be setting goals for any of those reasons. We want to be setting goals because we have a long-term vision and we want to help ourselves to take action towards that vision and I believe there's a few qualities that make a goal genuinely useful as opposed to just a source of kind of initial motivation but ultimately just a bit of frustration and disappointment. So the first thing that I think is important about our goals is that they link directly to our long-term vision. There can be so much noise whether it be online or just from other people that we know that can lead us to setting goals which maybe aren't actually the right fit for our businesses at this time. Step one of the AB method is about setting yearly intentions so that then when we set our quarterly goals we can direct Directly link those goals up with the intentions that we have set. I encouraged you in yesterday's episode to set three yearly intentions. So what I now want you to think about for each of those intentions is what are your goals for Q1? Now, a bit of explanation as to why I choose to set quarterly goals. Also, first of all, if you don't know, a quarter is a three-month period Jan, Feb, March is typically Q1, but you can start a quarter at any time within the year. You might've rolled your eyes a bit, by the way, when I gave that explanation. But I remember when I first stepped into business, must've been about seven years ago now. Seven years? God, that's a long time. Is it that long? I turned 25 this year and I started my business when I was 17, See so, ya? Yeah. Seven, nearly eight years. That's crazy, crazy, crazy. So yeah, over seven years ago, however long ago, when I was a little baby, I remember hearing someone say like Q1 or like, what are you doing this quarter? And I just had no clue. Like no one gives you a dictionary of business terms. So I'm always here to give the explanations. (laughs) Quarter is a three month period. And like I said, at the moment, I'm talking about Q1 in reference to Jan, Feb and March, but you do you, call your Qs, whatever you want, start them whenever you want doesn't matter to me. But for the sake of this explanation, the reason that I encourage you to set goals just for Q1 is because I find that a 12-week period is long enough that you can really take some significant action and make some great progress. But it's not so far in the future that you are boxing yourself in to achieve something which might actually not be the right fit for your business in the long term. It's also a short enough period of time that you can kind of change what you're doing after three months if it's not working and you've not really wasted a lot of time, but it's enough time that you really get to try out something new. If you set, for example, monthly goals, I don't think you can really decide after a month if something worked or it didn't. If you set yearly goals, gosh, I couldn't think of anything worse than doing something for a year before I get to decide if it's a good fit or not. Like we wanna be efficient with our time and energy, right? So I'd encourage you to think about your goals for the next three months. And the way that we can set goals that link to our long-term vision is we set goals that are directly aligned with one of our yearly intentions. It's as simple as that, where you take, say, your first yearly intention and go, right, how do I want to take action towards this yearly intention this first quarter. And we're at a great point at the start of the year because all we've got to think about is, okay, what are my first steps? What are my first steps I can take towards this vision that I've set out? Let me give you some examples here from each of my yearly intentions. You might remember, because I shared them in yesterday's episode, one of my yearly intentions for this year is for Alice Benham Limited, my service-based business, to be more profitable. I need to spend less time working in that business, but ideally I need to be making the same money. So I need the business to be a little bit more efficient, a little bit more profitable, and generally just be kind of working a bit harder without me putting more hours in. If the big vision is for the business to feel more profitable, what I had to think about was, okay, this quarter, how can I take my first steps towards that bigger vision? What's gonna help me to get there? One of my big goals for Q1 for this intention is to change all of my one-to-one packages. And that means changing my pricing, the way that my packages are set out, my client experience, the different systems and processes that I use within my client work. That includes a lot of action, but that's one of my big goals. You can see how I've directly taken the big vision, be more profitable, and gone, okay, what is a really tangible goal that I can set that's going to help me to achieve this vision? Okay, it's to completely revamp my one-to-one work. That is one of my goals for Q1. Or another goal that I've got for being profitable in Q1 is relaunching a course that I previously have sold, but I've totally revamped to make it 10 times better, if I'm allowed to say that myself. That's another one of my goals for Q1. Or to switch my intentions up, my third intention is for, on paper, my stationary business to be more established. One of my goals... In fact, a couple of my goals for Q1 are around product releases. I've been working on a couple of really exciting journals and planners, and I would love to have those launched by the end of Q1. I also have a goal in there for Q1 around creating and implementing a PR strategy for on paper. So you can see these goals, they're not like life-changingly crazy. Like they're not really innovative. They're kind of just things that I want and need to be doing within my business, but I'm aligning them with the bigger vision. Could give you an example from my third and final yearly intention which is to be more visible I want to host a podcast tour because this podcast is about to have its fifth birthday which is crazy to say we have hit an amazing milestone which I'll share very soon and I really want to take this podcast on tour and do some in-person episodes because I mean why not first of all (laughs) but I really want to create that space for me to connect with you as a listener, for you to meet other people, for you to connect with other business owners. So one of my goals for Q1, which links up to my intention of being more visible, is to plan and kind of bring to life this podcast tour. Those are just a few examples. I've actually got, I think, three goals for each of my intentions. So I've got nine goals for Q1. Now, I will stress I have nine goals, A, because some of those goals are going to be quite quick or easy to achieve, B, because I have team, there are freelancers who are going to help me to achieve all those goals, Uh, and C, I'm a crazy person that doesn't mind working all of the time. So you don't need to set a certain number of goals. It's really about what's going to be the right fit for your business. But you can see from those examples that I gave that my goals directly link to my yearly intentions. And I'm really strict with this with myself. And I do the same with my clients where if I know your yearly intentions are to be more visible, profitable, and established, and then I have an idea this year that I'd really love to buy my own podcast studio and create a space where businesses can you know, run podcasts and I can like do this whole new thing. Okay, well, how is that achieving my intentions? It's not making me more visible. It's definitely not making anything more profitable because that sounds very expensive and time consuming. And it's not helping on paper to be more established. It's not gonna say I wouldn't do something if I had the idea, but it kind of gives you like this framework to bring everything back to. And it helps you make sure that all the things you're doing in your business are really closely aligned with your long-term vision. So you're not just doing stuff for the sake of it. You're doing things that genuinely are gonna matter most to you. So that's my biggest tip with setting strategic goals is align them with your long-term vision let Quick interruption to this episode to let you know that this content is sponsored by On Paper Shop. Lol, just kidding. On Paper is my own business. So, technically not a paying sponsor, but very relevant to all of this goal setting and action taking chat. I started On Paper because I realized that so many business owners were lacking the tools that they needed to not just clarify their vision and set strategic goals, but also track their progress, plan out their time, manage all their different priorities, and help themselves to take daily action in their business with ease. My products help you to do exactly that. They are in the desks of thousands of business owners across the UK and the reviews speak for themselves. They are pretty good, if I say so myself. Now we've just restocked our 2023 AB Method Collection. So if you wanna get your hands on the tools that you need to set yourself up for a successful year, make sure to head to onpaper.shop. There's a big yearly view wall planner where you can see everything that's going on and set your yearly intention there's an amazing quarterly view goal setter which is i won't lie probably our hero product absolute game changer and then there's also monthly weekly and daily desk pads to really help you keep on top of what you're doing when i really rate the business so thanks so much on paper for sponsoring this episode make sure to head to onpaper.shop for all of your stationary needs tell your friends tell your business pals tell everyone thanks so much back to the episode bye The next tip I want to give you, I think is a really under-talked about part of goal setting, which is to set goals that are going to stretch you, but not stress you. I want to say that again. I want you to set goals that are going to stretch you, but not stress you. I think that can be a very toxic part of goal setting, which is about like, how much can you force yourself to do in the shortest amount of time? And hustle, hustle, hustle. We have to push ourselves a huge amount. I mean, hustle all you like. Like I'm not anti-hustle. I've definitely had to put in the hours to build both of my businesses, but I'm anti just forcing yourself to do things that genuinely are not going to be sustainable. When you're setting goals, yes, I want you to dream, But I want you to dream with a little bit of a realistic hat on. For me, yearly intentions is where you get to dream. That's where you don't have to think about logic necessarily. You don't really need to think too much about what's actually attainable. You just get to go like, oh my gosh, what would I love? What would excite me? What feels really cool? We then do need to be a bit more realistic when we think about goals. Because quite frankly, if your goals are too big, if they stress you, if they burn you out, if they make you feel overwhelmed, you're not going to action them. And then what's the point? A goal that overwhelms you is just a source of frustration and disappointment. I'm gonna say that again, because I know many of us probably need to hear that. An overambitious goal is merely a source of frustration and disappointment. And I know we all have egos and we wanna set the biggest goals, blah, blah, blah. Stretch, don't stress. Absolutely, set a goal that feels a bit, oh, okay, we're doing this. You know, for me, planning a podcast tour Okay, that feels a bit stretchy. That feels like it's gonna be a bit of risk, a bit of work, putting myself out there. Okay, that stretches me. But it's not stressing me. It's not so unattainable that I'm just gonna burn myself out trying to achieve it. And even if I do achieve it, how am I gonna feel? How is that gonna have felt to try and have made that thing happen? A big part of stretch, not stress, is setting your goals with your schedule in mind. I really recommend when you set your yearly intentions, also do your timelining for the year. Map out when are you on holiday? When are you launching something? When are you working on that big project? You need to know where your time is already committed and how you're already doing for free time before you set your goals, because your goals have to be doable with your capacity. That disclaimer I gave a couple of minutes ago of like, these goals are my goals because they're the right fit for my capacity and my resources. I want you to have that level of clarity around your capacity and your resources. It might be that you're feeling really burnt out right now and actually you just need a couple of goals for Q1 to give you some focus, but ultimately help you rest. You'll notice in your business there'll be seasons of push and seasons of sustaining. You might be in a season of push right now. Great, set loads of goals, go for it, dream big. You might be in a season of sustaining or resting. You might just need a bit of time. Your business might be really busy over the next quarter. Maybe you work in an industry that's super busy in Jan, Feb and March. Let's set goals with all of that in mind. No one is impressed if you set a goal that's just way too big for you. Like no one one cares, right? There's so much ego, I think, that can play a role when we begin to do this work. So just be careful, be aware of your capacity of what you can genuinely do. And by all means, set goals that are gonna stretch you, but be careful that you are not then overwhelming yourself. Because as I said, a goal that is over-ambitious usually comes from a place of ego and it's rarely actually gonna be serving you in the long term. So that's the second thing I want you to keep in mind is to set goals that are gonna stretch you but not stress you. And then the final thing, i want you to think about when it comes to your goals is setting goals that are focused on action and not results what i mean by this is setting a goal that is not just about the results that we want to achieve i notice this is often where we traditionally go or kind of immediately go when we think about goal setting maybe for example you think okay i would love by the end of q1 to have 10,000 downloads on my podcast that's my goal for q1 now It's not a bad go necessarily, but it's not very actionable. I'm all about action when it comes to doing this work. You know, as I said in the very start of yesterday's episode, the point of this work is that it helps you to take action and results-based goals are not actionable. Something like I want 10,000 podcast downloads or I want to make 5,000 pounds, it might feel motivating, it might feel exciting, but it's not clear, it's not actionable. Now on the flip side of that, what we could Okay think about would be the action that might lead to that result. So if your brain jumps to result, that's fine. You might think, okay, yeah, I do want 10,000 podcast downloads by the end of this quarter. Okay, what goal could we set that's going to help you to achieve that result? Is it that you need to be consistently inviting guests? Is it that you need to improve your production quality and then start sharing video snippets online? I would actually argue the best goals have both actions and results in there because results are important, right? Ultimately, the result is what we want. So it does help us to measure success, but I want to make sure that we're also clear on action. I can give you an example here. One of my goals for Q1 around being more visible is being better at applying to awards. Because it's been a big realisation of mine that you don't just win awards for being good, you win awards because you apply for them. (laughs) For a while my ego couldn't quite take putting myself forward for an award, or in fact should I say my fear of rejection probably couldn't take it. But I realised I need to get over myself and I'd like to win some awards this year. So It would have been easy for Q1 to say, okay, Q1 goal is to win an award. I'd love to have won an award by the end of Q1, but I want to help myself to take action. So my actual goal for Q1 is to create an awards strategy, create a bit of a plan of what awards I'm going to apply to, when I need to apply by, how they all work, and begin applying to awards. That's something that is so much clearer for me to take action on. I then have next to that goal, you know, a couple of tangible results I'd quite like. Maybe some specific awards I'd like to get mentioned within. I'm still aware of the results that I want, but what I set goals around is the action that I need to take. Another example of this, uh, under my yearly intention of on paper being more established, I've set a goal of beginning to do more PR outreach and kind of creating a a plan for how the business can achieve press. Now again, would have been easy to just say, okay, my goal for this quarter is to get featured in, I don't know, Forbes. Uh, Would on paper be featured in Forbes? Maybe it would. I was trying to think of something that's like a gift. Does Paper Chase have a have a roundup of something? I don't know. Imagine like I want to be in the Guardian's gift guide for stationery. I don't even know if the Guardian does a gift guide for stationery. But if it does, that's my goal for this quarter, right? That would be a goal I could set. But again, it's not actionable. So actually I've set a goal around the PR strategy and implementing that consistently. And then I'm also aware, okay, I'd also like some of these results off the back of that I hope you can see what I'm trying to say here. Set goals that are actionable. Set goals that make it clear what you need to do, not just what you want to achieve. So those are my three big tips for setting strategic goals. Make sure they link to your vision and connect them back to your yearly intentions is my biggest tip there. Stretch, don't stress. Make sure you are aware of your capacity and whether those goals are gonna be doable for you. Focus on action, not results. Set goals that are gonna be clear for you to action and are not just based on numbers, but also based on what you need to do to achieve said numbers. So as you can probably guess, your action step for this episode is to set your quarterly goals for Q1. Take the yearly intentions that you've already clarified and per intention and ask yourself the question, how do I want to make progress towards this intention in Q1? If my yearly intention is to be more streamlined, in my business, how by the end of March am I going to have a more streamlined business? What goals can I set for the things that I'm going to do to help me reach that bigger intention? This might take you a little bit of time, but I promise once you really start to kind of connect to your yearly intentions, all you've got to really think about is your first steps. So see what comes to mind. And of course, once you've written down your goals, zoom out, make sure you've not set too many, make sure you can actually achieve all of them. And then tune in for tomorrow's episode where I'm gonna be talking about how to achieve your goals because it's all well and good setting them, but it's achieving them that is actually the important part, right? So... I hope you enjoy setting your quarterly goals today, ready to help you with the third and final step of achieving the goals that you're about to set. Have a good one. This content is sponsored by On Paper Shop. Lol, just kidding. On Paper is my own business. So, technically not a paying sponsor, but very relevant to all of this goal setting and action taking chat. I started On Paper because I realized that so many business owners were lacking the tools that they needed to not just clarify their vision and set strategic goals, but also track their progress, plan out their time, manage all their different priorities, and help themselves to take daily action in their business with ease. My products help you to do exactly that. They are in the desks of thousands of business owners across the UK and the reviews speak for themselves. They are pretty good, if I say so myself. Now we've just restocked our 2023 AB Method collection. So if you want to get your hands on the tools that you need to set yourself up for a successful year, make sure to head to onpaper.shop. There's a big yearly view wall planner where you can see everything that's going on and set your yearly intentions. There's an amazing quarterly view set setter which is i won't lie probably our hero product absolute game changer and then there's also monthly weekly and daily desk pads to really help you keep on top of what you're doing when i really rate the business so thanks so much on paper for sponsoring this episode make sure to head to onpaper.shop for all of your stationary needs tell your friends tell your business pals tell everyone